Remember what it was like to be a white belt? Your first class, not knowing anything, being afraid to ask questions, looking around at everybody knowing that they just knew so much more than you? Well, I'm experiencing that once again. Thank you for tuning in to the Okinawa Karate Podcast. As always, I am Josh Simmers coming to you from the birthplace of karate, Okinawa, Japan. So as I said in my last podcast, it took about a one-year hiatus uh, for some various reasons. I needed to kind of step away from some things on social media that were bugging me. Um, and I felt like I was just spending too much time on social media. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that dojos were closed here in Okinawa like they were around the rest of the world. Uh, We didn't have the same training opportunities that we had previously, so we were kind of limited to what we could and could not do. Um, Doing the Zoom training once a week with my Kobodo sensei, who's who's now living, or has been living, uh, in the United States for many, many years. Um, But approximately one year ago now, almost one year, I guess August would be one year, I think, when I um, officially started taking weekly classes with Sensei Pat Miguel. Throughout the last two years, most of the dojos here in Okinawa have been closed or very limited access. As you know, there's not been any travel to Japan. Uh, the tournaments and the, the seminars, which I didn't really necessarily attend that often anyway, but they brought in a lot of visitors. None of that's been happening. And I found myself getting very frustrated with just sitting around looking at social media Uh, So I had to step away from a lot of that. Uh, And I also found that I was really itching to get back in the dojo with people, itching to train and itching to make body contact, right? Itching to uh, do some kotekitai with people, some yakso kumite, just to get in the dojo and work up a good sweat. And over the last probably three or four years, I've been interested in branching out a little bit, trying a different discipline, trying a different art. Um, specifically was interested in looking to some things like judo or jiu-jitsu. And I had conversations with friends about this, Michael Hagen and Tori Dawson. Uh, I talked to them about it, you know, things that they've tried in the past. Talked to Sensei Pat Miguel and some other people, Sensei Jason Perry, about some different disciplines that they've tried and what they liked, what they didn't like, the pros and cons. And I'm not one of these people that likes to sample from the buffet, necessarily. I don't believe in just dabbling in something for a short period of time. I mean, that's okay, and if you find out that you don't like it, then you, then you can walk away, right? But I think that it's very important to have a foundation in something before you start to branch out. Uh, I'm not someone that is a big fan of joining like an MMA gym, right? Where Monday nights is karate, Tuesday nights is jiu-jitsu, Wednesday nights is kobudo, Thursday nights is kickboxing, Friday nights is open mat. That's that's perfectly fine. I bet there's a lot of fun that can be had there, but that's not that's not how I like to do my training. I want to get into something and kind of kind of dig into it deeper and get an actual foundation there, and I feel like I have that with karate, um, and I'm not stepping away from that at all, but after searching here on Okinawa and, and also being very particular about what I am willing to do, uh, the type of dojo I want to train in, the type of people I want to be around, and the concerns that I have for uh, injuries in my body, um, I've been pretty particular about just going and joining a gym, right, or another dojo. But I've been interested a lot in jiu-jitsu, a lot in judo, 
and about two months ago, I saw an ad on Facebook. A new jiu-jitsu uh, dojo had started up, and it caught my eye because it was it looked like a small location. They didn't even have the address listed. Um, small small area, just a few people in the class, and the advertisement said something about flow training and learning how to flow and learning the the art side of jiu-jitsu. So I reached out to the person on Facebook, sent a message, and I said, I'm interested in knowing more. Can you tell me where you're located? Uh, and the person responded and, and gave me their address and then said, uh, and, I, and I asked, are you accepting new students? And the person, <clears throat> I, you know, I didn't know at the time, this was just a Facebook group uh, that, I was, that I was texting, said, are you, do you have experience? And I said, no, I do not have experience with jiu-jitsu. I have experience with, with, you know, a traditional form of karate here in Okinawa. Uh, this is my background, but I'm looking for something uh, to supplement, something else to train and to have a good time, etc. And the response was, if you're looking for uh, a BJJ fight atmosphere or fight group or, or tournament group, this is not it. I can point you in another direction, essentially. Well, that's not what I'm looking for. So I responded, no, thanks, but that's not what I'm looking for. And, you know, over here in Okinawa, there's a lot of U.S. military, right? There's a lot of these. Um, hard charging, go get them, uh, rock solid, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, uh, representatives, you know, and they, they're all about going in and ripping people's arms off and beating them with it because they think that Dana White's peeking in the window to, to sign them up for the UFC. That's not what I'm looking for at all. So lo and behold, I, I found this place on Facebook. It's called, uh, well, it's called BJJ House Okinawa is what it's called, which I thought was kind of cool. And it's literally in a house. And I said, I'm going to come down and try it out for a Saturday. So I did that. Um, started the, the first class I went to was the last Saturday in March. I liked it a lot. Uh, said, I'm going to do this. Signed up. And so now April uh, is my first full month of trying a different art, trying jiu-jitsu it's a brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, taught by a gentleman who is from brazil who lived uh, i guess at this point probably lived most of his life in japan interestingly enough he traveled to japan when i think he was like 17 or 18 years old uh, to study karate to train in shotokan and he lived in mainland japan was studying was training at the dojo and one day he sees these people doing something that he didn't know what it was, but it looked interesting to him. Turns out it was jujitsu. Long story short, he had he kind of switched gears and, and said, this is what I want to pursue. And that's what he's done for, for several decades since. Um, but I'm really happy with this because it's a small group. Um, most, most of the people in there are my age, you know, mid-40s. There's some that are in their 50s. There's like one, that, one guy that's maybe 30. Um, but it's pretty low-key. Uh, no one's in there trying to, you know impress everybody with how many submissions they can they can pull in, in a five minute round uh but i gotta i gotta say that it's it's extremely humbling to be a white belt again and i highly recommend it to anybody that's that's considering training considering trying something new uh, you know if you're listening to this podcast and you're a white belt in, in karate then stick with what you're doing i i do not like i said i don't believe in sampling from the buffet um, a little bit here, a little bit there. Get a foundation in something. And, and if you listen to this, it's probably you're trying to get a foundation and probably you already have it. But if you're, uh, you got a, a decade or two decades or three decades in and you're, you're looking for something different and you haven't already tried it, 
Go out there and do it. Jonathan Seavey, who's uh, the co-host of Way of the Fist podcast, recently talked about this uh, one or two episodes ago where he went out and tried kendo. And uh, somewhere in his neighborhood there in Virginia, he went out and tried it, and he talked about it on the Way of the Fist. And he loved it. It was a it was a good experience. Um, he he did indicate that he might go back and try it again. But he, he also explained where he saw some parallels to what he trains in his traditional style of kobudo and um, some of the different things with the body movement, the footwork, and what you know what felt familiar, what what did not. And in the future, I'm going to talk more about this as well as I'm training in jiu-jitsu. There's a lot of things right off the bat that I absolutely fell in love with, and luckily. Because the the instructor has some karate background, uh, and at least one other person in the in the jiu-jitsu dojo uh, also trains or had trained and still does train, I guess, in karate. I can have conversations with conversations with them, and we can talk about kata. We can talk about what we're doing in moves, and we can we can compare and contrast what we're doing standing, what we're doing on the ground, uh, what we're doing on top, what we're doing on the bottom. And there's, there's by no means are these all the same. And this, I'll tell you straight up right now, there's this idea that a lot of people have that, well, if you can do kata standing up on two feet, you can do it on the ground. Well, uh, if you never did that, you never tried that, you never trained it, no, you actually probably can't. It'll come to you quickly. I, I do believe that because there's things that I've been doing just in a short time and it makes a lot of sense. But I've been fortunate because I've been able to be around people that um, have a teacher's heart, you know, they want to teach and they want to train and they're able to communicate in, uh, in, in a language, a martial arts language that makes sense. Right. So <clears throat> short, short podcast here. Um, uh, just wanted to say I'm a white belt again, by no means am I quitting Okinawa Kempo. No, by no means am I kidding, quitting karate. This is still the Okinawa karate podcast. And that is still, uh, I am a karate guy at heart. No doubt about that, but it's nice to supplement and, uh, and to get out there and explore a little bit. Um, if you're looking for that, go do it. I highly recommend it. Good luck finding the right place, though. Um, I'm, I'm extremely particular about where I'm going to train and who I'm going to train with now at my age. And I'm not <clears throat> looking to uh, impress anybody except myself. I do not care what people think. Uh, and I don't have any aspirations to, you know, uh, be in the UFC or, or, or go to the ADCC or you know, any of these other jiu-jitsu, I don't know, tournaments or whatever they are out there. Uh, but I do have aspirations to be more well-rounded and to, and to have fun and, and train. And, you know, uh, there's still karate dojos here in Okinawa that are not opening for whatever reason. Um, my sensei still has not opened. Uh, and maybe in May he will. I hope he does. But, uh, you know, I'm recording this at the end of April. It's April 28th, I think, today or 27th. And uh, he has not opened all year, um, which is okay uh, at my level. I, I There's absolutely no reason that I can't train on my own, and I'm going to continue to train on my own. And uh, like I said, I'm getting an hour or two-hour uh, Kobodo training in every every weekend with uh, Pat Miguel Sensei. Uh, and that keeps me going. Uh, but this is a very nice supplement, uh, getting out there and rolling for two hours on a Saturday morning, um, working up a fantastic sweat, getting getting choked, you know, getting put in some submit into uh, submission moves that make me think more about my kata. It's funny, I had a conversation with Jason Perry Sensei after my first or second class, and I said something like, you know, why don't we do more 
analysis and in, in, in uh, exp exploring of kata in our, in our in our traditional karate classes and I think there's an awful lot we could do more of and I think he was concerned that that Josh was walking away from karate or something like that or losing his faith and that's not the case at all Perry sensei if you listen to this that's not the case at all uh, and may, mainly it's because of conversations I've had with him right uh, people like him that are able to bridge that gap and in the keep you focused on, on martial arts as a whole and talking about what you learn in them uh, and, and how they can cross over and, and the benefits. So uh, I'm not going anywhere. This is definitely still the Okinawa Karate Podcast coming to you from the birthplace of Karate, Okinawa, Japan. Uh, but every once in a while, I'll be talking about some other things going on here, perhaps with jujitsu ju and uh, my, my newfound love of being a white belt again. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, send me some comments. What are you, what are you trying out? Uh, are you a white belt again? What have you tried out that didn't work out? What advice do you have for me as I'm getting, uh, experience now wearing a different gi and a different belt, uh, and doing, doing things on the ground. I know a lot of you out there listening have, have done jujitsu and have done judo and have done some other, other arts. Give me advice. I'd like to hear it. Uh, other than that, as always, thank you very much for tuning in to the Okinawa Karate Podcast. I am Josh Simmers coming to you from the birthplace of Karate, Okinawa, Japan.